Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Monday morning. It is the 17th of February. It's cold in Southern California, meaning like in the high 30s, low 40s, but still cold. And I kind of love that. I I get sad when this time of year starts to go away. But either way, it was a little warmer this weekend. And so there were people at the beaches and traffic. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is what the summer's like every day. You feel like you're trapped in your home. But it was so worth it. It's so beautiful. So today we are going to talk about I, I want to say it's one of my favorite subjects because I love a lie getting busted, just getting busted. And, you know, a lie disturbs, just like the headline says, right, every soul it interacts with. And we all know that. We all know it. And yet somehow we are convinced that we are still smarter than the lie and will still lie. It amazes me that here we are in 2020 with everything we have learned just even generally in our world, not even people who ran into this information that Christ is is giving out to us. We just generally know that a lie is ultimately going to be troubling to our lives. And yet somehow we think we have figured out how to get away with it. And the bigger thing is that we can't accept ourselves enough to tell the truth. The truth scares us even more than the lie and what's going to follow it. We also know that when we are lied to, that person to us becomes a non-resource. We no longer think of them as a resource because they lied. So now we can't trust them. So we don't go back to them for information. It's not because we don't like them or because we think they're crazy. We may talk about it like that. But the biggest reason is that we are efficient, in a weird way, very efficient mentally. So if something is not a resource of information for us, we do not go back. We remember. We may not remember the full lie, but we will say, oh, my gosh, that person lied. And we may not say it out loud, but we say it because we need good sources of information. So this morning, I just sat her quietly and I said, Christ, what's up with the lie? Because it's definitely an option. It's definitely a teacher to us whether we're the one doing it or receiving it. But what's up with 
a lie for real, for real? Like, how do we talk about it so that it will reach us in a way that makes us think, I can discard that thought. That thought isn't true. I don't need that thought to support me anymore. I can handle this. I care about myself too much to have to waste my lie on this person. Because I always say, who's worth lying to? Because I'm the one who's going to carry the baggage. Really think about that. Who is worth lying to? Because I'm the one. I'm the one that will carry the baggage of that lie. The other person can just reject me and go on. They don't need to be near me. They can find a million ways to push me away because now I'm no longer a source of information for them, good information. So what did Christ say about a lie? He didn't even call it a lie. He called it a misrepresentation of the truth. And what that what that means, here's one sentence, mis- misrepresentation of the truth. It also misrepresents life. It represent, misrepresents yourself. It misrepresents others. It misrepresents your answer. It misrepresents the direction you will take as a result of that information. It misrepresents trust. It misrepresents love, and it misrepresents purity. And every single time a human being lies, that ripple effect is what happens. Whether we feel it or not, it is the domino of the misrepresentation of the truth. It just knocks one down and they all go down, and then you wonder how you got so mad so fast when you found out that you were lied to. And when you are the one doing the lying, all of this goes down in you. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. And then what happens as a result of all of these misrepresentations, and this is all the you know when we talk about energy exchange this is exactly what's happening in that energy exchange everyone involved will feel stuck nobody knows what to do when the lie is present and when the lie is the thing that you guys are following or that we're following because how do you make a decision when our brain's going red flag red flag red flag And it's saying, you can't make a decision on this information. Something's wrong, and and you're not sure what's wrong. You're not sure. So you're stuck. When people say, I'm stuck, I always say, "What what are you not facing? Because sometimes the lie to ourselves is saying, I can't face that. And we have to say, well, wait a minute. That's not true. I'm misrepresenting my own truth, which misrepresents my life, which misrepresents myself, which misrepresents me to others, which misrepresents my answers, direction, trust, love, and purity. So I feel stuck. And if we stay there long enough, 
in the stuck phase, we will fall into the lost phase. God, I feel lost. Who am I? What am I here for? What am I trying to do? Right? That's where we go. And there's more. Once we're stuck and we feel lost, we start to become indecisive. We don't know what to make of our decisions. So we stop making decisions, and then our ego shows up and gives us these crazy answers that are going to put us deeper in the hole versus the truth. Because once you've gotten as far as indecisiveness, you've already been stuck and accepted it. You've already been lost and accepted it. You've already accepted the lie and accepted it. So now ego's like, ooh, fertile ground, let me plant some seeds. And it gets all excited with all of its ideas. And then doing the right thing feels like it's going to just take too much time. You have invested in the non-truth versus the truth. And when we're invested in not telling the truth, we have a great excuse for not doing anything to help ourselves. Well, I can't because fill in the blank. There we go. The excuse buffet is open for business. And then what happens after the indecisiveness is that truth becomes an option, not something you do. And once all of that is accepted in you, because that's now that that entire, when, when Christ says we're always exchanging energy, without a word being spoken, this is the energy that you are exchanging with others. When I hear someone say, nobody ever talks to me. Nobody ever invites me out. Nobody ever comes to me for advice. Take a look. What are you not telling yourself the truth about? I never get awards. I never get promoted. I'm always the one who loses arguments. I'm being made fun of. I always say, well, tell me what a day looks like in your life. Tell me what a week looks like in your life. Why do these situations keep happening to you and not to me? Or to you and not to your spouse? Or to you and not to your coworkers? Or to you and not to your parents? Why you? Because every single thing we do goes back to us. And the lying starts at home. Once we accept a lie to ourselves, nobody loves me. I'm insecure. We just keep saying these things over and over again to the point where we react to them because now we have given our brain direction, right? We've given our brain direction. We've said, I'm insecure. 
I'm unlovable. People don't love me. And then we believe it, and then we act on it. And once we act on it, we become it. Just like when Christ told me, this information will become me and I will become it. And I'm like, how? And it took me years to find out how, how because I had to get through myself lies that brought me to listening to my ego because I was misrepresenting my own truth and feeling that everybody else was better than I was. Once I accepted that, I did feel stuck. I did feel lost. I did become indecisive. I did have these little teeter-totter talks with ego. What I didn't know was that that lie was the, I want to say, I made the bed to accept other ones. But it didn't get so far that I was lying to other people. Because somehow we feel like lying to ourselves is okay because it's us we're hurting. It's not other people we're hurting. But it's us. So that's okay. But we are the first other people that we lie to. And it's one of the most unattractive feelings we could have about ourselves. Because it leads with self-doubt, the comments we make about ourselves tell people where we're at, and it hurts us, and it hurts them because now we all don't believe that we can overcome the challenges we have. And when we misrepresent the truth to ourselves to such a point that we don't even know what our truth is. We lie to everybody. We get to cheating and stealing and hurting other people with our lies, making up lies, making up lies. If we could think of the lie as a bully and we can attack it the way we would if we saw a bully attacking a little kid because that's who's accepting those lies in us is that little kid. And the bully, the lie, is bigger than we are. And we feel like we have to take it in. But do we? Do we? We don't. We can fight the lies in our heads back. And if we approach it that way, You know, think about the energy exchange. Your energy exchange is going to be stronger than the lie because anything is stronger than the lie. People who have OCD and say, oh, I have to wash my hands before I do this. I have to do this every day. I have to walk around my car three times before I can get in it. I have to walk to my car in a certain way. I have to leave my house in a certain way. I've seen physical evidence of OCD. Even a man that's in his 30s at my gym, and one day I just happened to be in my car getting out when he was going to his car, and he was done. And he had to walk, he walked down the line to the right, 
up the line to get to his car door rather than just diagonal to get to his car door in a parking lot that was empty. And I thought, oh, my gosh, the torture he must live with every day. All the time it takes. Because we accepted that if we didn't do something one way, we were going to have bad luck or something bad was going to happen to us. So it was a way of giving us order. It's a reaction to mental chaos. And it's a way of slowing that down. Because a lie will disturb every soul it interacts with before we ever even get to someone else. If somebody physically lies to you with their mouth, they lie to you and they tell you something that you know is not true. And then they stand by it and they double down. You want to run. I just go, oh, brother, this is way too much work. Because you can't help anyone without their permission. And a lie will push everyone away from you. Everyone away from you. Some People, maybe your family might fight you to get you to see that that's what's going on. And you may fight them back and wars may play out in your life. And then one day you'll go, gosh, how did I not see that? If your brain is ultimately healthy but just injured. But a narcissist, the worst thing that you could ever do to a narcissist is speak the truth. They will fight you. They will demonize you. They will try to hurt you. They will slanderize you. This weekend, I read a narrative by a person who is a narcissist. He wrote, as a narcissist, I will give you my most honest take on the few things that I simply cannot fake. They cannot fake it. And because he told the truth in that article, I trusted him even as a narcissist, because he was aware enough to say, hey, this is me. And and this is what he wrote. He wrote, it is never long before something very fundamentally off about me is realized. I am never, and the never was in italics, actually happy. The proof is in the pudding. You can talk about all of the times that you, excuse me, that you saw me having fun. But if you were to remove the drugs and alcohol from the situation or the positive attention for that matter, you would clearly see that I simply am not. Furthermore, 
try to get me to do something that I don't want to, the evidence will quickly be overwhelming. You are better off leaving me to my own devices, figuratively speaking, and also quite literally. Another thing that I can't fake is liking someone after they have insulted me. Even if you'd never seen the look of murderous intent in someone's eyes before, chances are you'd be able to recognize it in mine with ease. Just another reason for why I should not be working retail anymore. I won't, draw, I won't go on and on about petty and then he swore and said shit. So I just round this off with my number one thing as a narcissist that I simply cannot fake. Being interested in anything that you have to say if I am not interested. You will see my eyes glaze over, roll back into my head, dart around the room. I will begin fidgeting, stretching, trying to loosen my neck and shoulders, pop my back, clench my teeth, tongue and the trouble spots, chew on my lips. My skin will also be crawling, even if I'm trying to do something else as well. Well, trying to do anything. The last thing I want to do is listen to you flap your, and then he swore, gums, which is literally rattling my, and then swear, brains out of my skull, ruthlessly, ruthlessly punishing my dark, pathetic soul, torturing the essence of everything that is me on a molecular level. It is excruciating. To hear that. just summed up what millions of writers or people have tried to describe after living with these people for years because it was so hard for us to believe that anybody really was that empathetic to themselves and to others. And here, the article goes on and on. I read the whole thing, but that part of it, the fact that he told the truth relaxed me, even though I was reading it going, holy cow. It was true. And I knew it's true because I've experienced it. And I, I could talk about it for years, not days, years about, and then they do this and then they do that. But it's like an accusation because nobody has admitted that that's what they do. They will fight you till the end. And he goes on to talk about that and goes on to say that the more you try to explain to them what they've done, the harder they will fight you. And they will continue to fight you and put you down and turn the argument on you because the truth challenges them. They are irrational by nature. They lack the depth. They are not emotionally balanced. Even though they may be highly intelligent, they struggle with their emotions. They struggle to filter out irrelevant or childish levels 
of their own psychological functioning. So wherever they got hurt and got into that self-protection mode where they could care less about anybody else and they've learned how to act really well, even sexually they cannot let go. They can learn technique. They can learn what they think they should do. But the person with a person who has narcissism, they do know something is amiss, something is wrong. And sign after sign, because we're not used to thinking like that, it's the complete opposite of how you may think with emotion. It's not that you think better or worse. You just have an added component of emotion and empathy, which they completely lack. That is the wrong you're feeling because you're never going to go deeper than where you're at with a person who cannot go deeper. But the fact that this person says they are a narcissist and this is how they actually think and what they cannot fake, even though we may not like what he is saying, even though we may not like it, it's true. So we attach to it. We say, oh, but that's true. And anyone who has had a relationship, whether it's a parent-child a boyfriend or girlfriend, a spouse, whether it is your child, you know it's true. It put words on what you couldn't put your finger on. You're like, oh my gosh, people who have lived with narcissists for years and never really heard the terms because they still exist, I meet them. When they read the books, they can't believe a book was written on it and that this is something that's known to that level. But they rest, they cry when they find out the truth because that truth just released them. Now, instead of misrepresenting the truth, it represented the truth. It represented life. It represented them. It represented others. It represented the answers. It represented direction, trust, love, purity. And instead of feeling stuck, they were unstuck. Instead of feeling lost, they were no longer lost. Instead of being indecisive, they make a decision to stay or not to stay. And they no longer treat truth as an option. And when people have lived with a personality that lives on no truth at all, there's no truth in their lives, that is the biggest red flag. It, as you get to know them, all the things they initially tell you don't check out. And you may know it when they tell you, but it just sounds so good. and They sound so confident because they're really good at repeating things that aren't true. You believe it, even with the red flag. But now that you know what it sounds like, because you have known the truth, it no longer is a misrepresentation. It is a representation of the truth to you. Because now 
you're making a decision way earlier in the process because of awareness. It's a very interesting understanding of the extreme. Narcissism is a mental disorder. It does lack empathy. And when someone lacks empathy to someone with empathy, that is a very foreign concept. And we we get as mad at ourselves as we do at others in the beginning because we feel stupid for falling for it. But no one should ever feel that. The narcissists themselves are suffering. They live in a very dark existence because they don't believe that anyone cares about them which is where it all started in their families, feeling that lack of security, feeling that lack of caring that they spend for themselves and absolutely nobody else. And their biggest lie that they live by, why they treat truth as an option, is because they've accepted the truth that nobody can love them. That they are not lovable. They are not worth loving And because they accepted that, they've misrepresented everything, and that's what they sell. But they know that they're off. They know that that's not okay. And they find a way to represent as though they are not misrepresenting, and that's where we get sucked in. The lie will never win, and people always lose because they cannot sustain. You guys... It's already over. I can't believe today's show is done. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great and happy Monday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.